Hello, friends, and welcome to episode 23 of the I Do Wedding Marketing Podcast, where I go where I have never gone before. I went to a stranger's wedding. But before I get into that, let me just thank you for allowing this podcast into your your Bluetooth headphones, your car radio, wherever you're listening from. My name is Nina Adio, and I am the owner of I Do Wedding Marketing, social media management specifically for wedding professionals and wedding venues. And on this podcast, we talk about tips to DIY your social media or to gain you the confidence to outsource it. Now, last week, we spoke about reviews. We talked about positive reviews and processes you can go about to retrieve them, as well as some places where you may want to focus on gathering those reviews. So if that's something you're interested in, you could go back and check out episode 22. But today, as promised, I'm going to be telling you about uh, attending, attending a stranger's wedding, and I was not a wedding crasher. This was like the best thing ever for me, okay, because clearly I am wedding obsessed. And often you are, I mean, there's two scenarios for me to be at a wedding. It's either I'm working a wedding or I am at a wedding for a loved one. And normally they're, you know, people you're close in the family to. So sometimes it's hard to enjoy the actual event. And by that, I mean the setup, the details, the food, because when a loved one is getting married, very often you're kind of knee deep in the schedule. You're worried about, you know, how are we getting grandma there? Um, Where are we taking photos? What do I need to wear? Who's got the kids? Things like that. So having the opportunity to go to a wedding kind of with with no, (laughs) with nothing at stake was really exciting. So first, let's talk about, obviously, the obvious thing. If I'm not a wedding crasher, how did I get to this wedding? And I'm a part of a lot of local groups. And this is becoming more and more of a trend, I'm realizing. I think this is, honestly, a post-COVID trend. But, uh, you know, couples today can't hit their minimums very often. Because, unfortunately, you know, if somebody has a COVID test that is positive, even if they're feeling fine, they cannot attend the wedding and more and more people are getting dropouts at the last minute and they can't meet their venues minimum guarantee so as you know that means they're paying for people even though they're not there so what they will do in groups and local groups where they're comfortable is they'll post saying hey i'm gonna have a table for people in this group let me know if you want to go and it was you know, a Sunday on Memorial Day, my husband and I didn't have any plans. And I thought, this is going to be a blast. My husband was more so like, you're really making me do this? But I was like, no, this will be a blast. So I was totally transparent uh, with the bride about it. You know, I told her about my business. I told her I love weddings. I told her I'm somebody who's already married. If she wanted to give the slot to somebody who, you know, maybe wants inspiration for their wedding. But she said, no, first come, first serve. I'd love to have you. And wow, what a great time did we all have. So first off, I'll say this wedding was a Sunday on Memorial Day weekend. And it started, the reception itself started at 7. So I kind of really loved that time frame because I still had my whole Sunday to myself. Kind of didn't have to really start getting ready till 5, left the house at 6.30 
and it was at a really beautiful venue that was part of a golf course and a private community. And the cocktail hour overlooked the pool, the interior cocktail hour rooms were like a really nice library. It's a totally gorgeous space. And some things I liked that I saw just because, you know, since it wasn't a friend or family member's wedding, I really could just take in the atmosphere and enjoy it and not feel bad, you know, <laughs> looking around for just inspiration. Because, you know, I, I learned the hard way not to do that <laughs> at friends' weddings. So what I loved was as soon as we got to the door, they did have someone who was part of their waitstaff team greeting everybody with opening the door and saying, you know, welcome to the venue. He said the venue name. And then when you walked in, there was somebody else at the place card table helping you find your place card. I don't know if you've ever experienced that where you get behind like the grandparents and it's taking them like 15 minutes to find the place cards. This way they found it right away. And then from there, you went on a line that had a step and repeat with the couple's name. So a backdrop and they took your photo. And what happened was during the event, they were printing out those photos and putting them into frames. And that was your favor. So I really really loved that. I thought that was a great idea. So if you're a photo booth company, I would definitely add that into uh, a package option or a marketing option because I thought that was definitely a really nice touch and addition. The frames are nice. I just thought it was a, a great favor and kind of a fun way to start the day. So now we're at cocktail hour and this is where it's interesting because normally, okay, cocktail hour for me, okay, I have two stresses. Okay, one, I want to get to the food. I don't want to miss out. I got FOMO with cocktail hour. And two, you're seeing everybody you know, and you have to mingle and you have to small talk. But man, it was so cool because we could just be focused on the food, on the atmosphere, on the environment. There was a cigar roller outside. There were musicians playing. So it really was as if we were at like, it looked like some sort of lounge, you know, it's out it's like we're out at a lounge and we're dressed up. And it was like an awesome, awesome date night. There were, um, every room had one to two live stations at it. And by live stations, I do mean that um, there was an attendant who had to be behind the station to, to give you your food from it. So it wasn't just the stationary tables with crudite and crackers. They had more interactive things like pasta stations, dumplings, tacos, etc. And that was great. It was a lot of fun. It was your standard hour of cocktail hour. And so we spent about the first 45 minutes just having a good time. And then I spent the last 15 taking some photos that I can use for Instagram and whatnot. Because I said, you know, this bride totally knows that I am all about all about weddings and everything wedding. It was also totally unique for me not being on the vendor side at all because I found when I would see the vendors kind of rushing around, I would want to offer help. I'd want to know, you know, who they were with. I wanted to see the room, not getting to go inside the ballroom. I was like, no, I want to go in. I want to see it. But I got in early because it was gorgeous. So I made sure I wanted to like get in so I could see these tables. And she had just a gorgeous dais with a beautiful flower wall and sparkling drapes around that too. Everything was just such, such elegant taste and really beautiful. 
And then I went to my table, which was other couples who also were from this group. So we all were kind of in this together. And honestly, it felt like we were all best friends at night. It felt like we were the bride's hype group. Like it was like having built in hype girls where, you know, when people are going, we're just cheering like nuts. We're there to make sure she's having a good time because we know how much it sucks when people can't come to your wedding, you know, that sucks. And it's sad. And you, you know that you can't get annoyed because you understand the circumstances, you know, as a bride, you understand that they logically cannot attend a wedding with a positive test, but it still is a hard thing to go through. So it felt really cool to be there to kind of just be the hype girls. And they were all different phases of couples there. Um, my husband and I kind of felt like the old married couple being married in 2018. There were people who were just recently married. And then there were two couples about to be married where this will be like the last wedding before theirs. So it was fun to get all these different opinions and talk about where they're getting married, how they selected it, and just be around other people who had weddings on their mind. One of the brides actually was a COVID bride. So she had booked her wedding for 10, 10, 2020, two weeks before the world shut down. So I told her, I said, yeah, I'd love to do a podcast episode about this and talk about what it was like with your vendors and everything. So maybe that, maybe that will come in the future. Maybe I freaked her out. I don't know, but that's, that's something we can potentially have coming up here on the podcast. But what was also great about not really knowing anybody at a wedding was we all took advantage of that outdoor space. So outside of the ballroom is like I mentioned, this was on a golf course. So there is that patio overlooking the pool or deck, whatever you want to call it. And we all were able to hang out there. Cocktail hour had included a cigar roller. So we all had our cigars and we were really able to utilize that outdoor space for a bit during one of the dance sets. And that was really nice. And I would encourage people, you know, when somebody is booking a venue that has those views, has that outdoor space, don't feel bad if you go out for a bit and utilize it. That's all part of the flow and the feel. There's something for everybody. So there was the band and the dance numbers for the people who like to dance. There was the photo booth and then there was the cigar roller and outdoor space. So don't feel bad utilizing those things. I mean, you often find not all couples like to dance either, you know? So there's all these different things for you to take advantage of and don't feel bad kind of going to where you're guided because that's all part of the couple's vision. When the end of the night came, they did have cake and they had past desserts. I like to call that a dessert parade. It just, <laughs> it just makes me all happy inside. And if you don't, if you're a venue and you don't offer, you know, past desserts like you would past hors d'oeuvres, it's something really to consider because it, it leaves a nice impression and it can be at something that's not a back-end astronomical price point, you know? So they had rainbow cookies. They had ice cream sandwiches, which they had frozen and then cut in half. They had things that wouldn't, that left a great impression, but wouldn't be that challenging for you to obtain. And it leaves a great impression for the guests. It's something I think most couples would add on at a reasonable price per person. So that's just one of my highlights that I think every venue should consider. 
there. And it's just fun as a guest wondering what each, what each plate holds. What this leaves us with is as a guest, would I do this again? And as a bride, would they do this again? And one of the brides who attended, I was chatting with said, she had a table of people from one of her local groups and she was so glad that she did. They couldn't reach their minimum guest count. She ended up making some really close friends to it because they came. And like I said before, they were kind of like her hype girls. And it's just being there for somebody who needs it and they're being there for you back by <laughs> inviting you to come and have a nice night out, whether it's before your wedding or after your wedding. I forgot to mention my husband had a great time and he's not even wedding excess. So he loved it. <laughs> that says something to me. Thank you guys for listening to the I Do Wedding Marketing Podcast this week. I have a lot of fun episodes coming up and quite a few interviews coming up. I have a wedding planner that went from doing wedding planning as her side hustle to now doing it full time. So I'm really excited for you guys to be a part of that journey. I'm going to be having an expert on creating systems in your business because I think that will be really helpful too. I'm going to be having somebody on who is a wedding planner who utilizes her vendor relationships to internally help with marketing. There's just so many fun things we're going to be having coming up on here. So be sure to subscribe if you haven't yet or to follow me on Instagram at I Do Wedding Marketing. I'll keep you up to speed on all of the new episodes there. So I will be back next wedding Wednesday, guys. Thanks for being here.